Welcome to the outpost. It is now an Imperial establishment. Yes. Ah, the Sith Talkers. Yes, I believe we are currently residing in the um, back room of this establishment. Uh, may I inquire, though, if you are under the legal age set by the Imperial government, now for the partaking of spirits, you may not wish to hear the conversations heard in this establishment, as they might be on the more um, barbaric side of things, although we try to stay away from that in these Imperial lands. After all, this is Coruscant. We are the highest in that. Oh, the last proprietor of this establishment was dealt with with Imperial justice. If you catch my drift. Ladies and gentlemen, Sith and Jedi, rebel scum and loyal to the Empire, this is Sith Talk the show where we talk about all things Star Wars from all parts of the galaxy. I am your pilot and your drinking buddy, Sammy B, and joining me across from the table, he is the one, the only, the Lord of Lore, Zach Chrisman. Zach, how are you? I'm doing really good, uh, aside from being super busy all the time and foreseeably busy for a while, um... But I do have a Florida trip planned in like three or four weeks, so I'm powering through everything just to get to that trip. Uh, just really excited to finally get to go to Galaxy's Edge, and I can't, I can't wait. But until then, it's just I'm I'm very good, but just very very busy. What about you, man? Um, I have been absolutely. Uh, completely busy with a dog. Uh, the uh, we got a puppy. Boy, it feels like a year ago. I think it's been over uh, a little over a month now, maybe month and a week. And uh, it's been a lot of work. We've just been getting little Luna trained and getting her accustomed to a lot of different things like last week we went to our uh, my in-laws so that she can meet our in-laws dog because whenever we get to finally get to go out of town she'll probably stay with them so she has to be comfortable with their dog and it's it's been a lot of work but uh it's finally getting there um beyond that work has been picking up and I feel like that's a lot of places now that we're finally around in that corner a little bit. Uh, everyone's kind of picking back up where they left off. So, um, yeah, I mean, just everything is revolved around the dog for right now, just getting her acclimated and uh, set. But she's finding our rhythm and we're finding her rhythm. And that's that's really all I've been up to. So I'm just excited to do some Sith talk. Yeah, I mean, how's how's the potty training going and everything like that? Is it? better or worse um, not good honestly the potty training is one of the things that's gone best if i'm if i'm perfectly frank we we finally um like again this was 
this was a while ago. Luckily, we only had to do a week about of uh, potty pads, maybe a week and a half, and I finally got her outside. She went to the bathroom outside, and this was back when it was like late February, cold. and it was just so cold, so it's hard to stay outside for a long time, and um, so she didn't want to stay outside for a long time, and it was just difficult to kind of get the right moment. Uh, but then I had good treats on hand. She went outside. I gave her a bunch of treats, really praised her. And ever since, we've done really well. She has, like, a spot that she goes. The hardest thing right now is teething. Uh, her teeth are coming in, and it's just she wants to chew on everything. So that has been a struggle. But overall, um, I can't complain. It's just funny. The more I've had her, the more I realize that I am more of a cat person. But I really do love my dog, Luna. So... Potty training is going well, though. Um, hopefully, we won't regress at all. But so far, I'm very happy with how that went. Yeah, I mean, I can't wait to meet Luna. Uh, whenever I see you next, it sounds like a lot of work. And, you know, um, more power to you on that front. I just... Man, right now, I'm doing, like, backyard stuff. I'm doing side work. I built a gazebo in the back. We have... Uh, we painted our shed just everything's been like really moving quickly and we never really slowed down with COVID and everything we just kept kind of powering mm -hmm. through and I'm not complaining at all I'm definitely in the right headspace for it um, but I'll definitely be excited to kind of get back to things being a little bit more calmer down or calming down by the end of this week because it's just like I wake up and I literally have on the hour something to do somewhere to be and somewhere to go and it's just absolutely nuts but you know in indiana you know the the vaccinations are going to be happening really soon for my age group and i already told my i told my in-laws i was like hey i get vaccinated i'm going and partying and you're gonna see photos everywhere of me partying i'm not slowing down for nothing i'm ready for it it's <laughs> it's really i'm not even kidding you dude like i'm we have so many cool bars that opened up right before COVID hit i mean we have like an axe throwing bar that's an arcade bar with a bowling alley and i haven't been there yet because the only time i would really want to go to a place like that is on the weekend and i don't feel like dealing with crowds that's not even COVID. I just don't feel like dealing with crowds anymore. I don't know what hit me. I'm just, I like being social, but not, not just, not too social. I just don't like be. I'm, I'm grumpy. I'm grumpy. You know, we're all, I definitely totally get the, it, it's been such a unique challenge that, that our social stanima is low. Like, it's funny. I, I, I remember we were, we're starting to make smaller plans. Like, I'm trying to see my my nephew was born back in December. I'm trying to see him maybe once every other week now. I have to wear a mask. Luckily, my sister is now vaccinated. My brother-in-law is now vaccinated. My wife is vaccinated. So I get to get my first shot of the Pfizer on Saturday. I'm stoked because then finally I can be in a group and not have to wear a mask. Um, but it's it's been really great to start doing more stuff. But in the beginning, it was funny. Me and my wife would make plans, and I'm like... God, we planned two things. Like, ah, this is a lot. Are we sure we want to do two things? <laughs> but right. um, the next big thing on the list is um, either you coming up or me going down. But I know we got to time that out because I, guys, I to go back to it. You don't realize how baller this guy's backyard is. Like, it is going to be. Ch 
chill central when it's done. He's got the gazebo with the hanging chairs, the big, beautiful backyard, the fence that he slaved over to make, and it's huge, and it's a gigantic backyard. He's got the smoker. He's going to have his beautiful coffee that he buys, and he's going to have a lovely morning out there after your crazy night of partying. Guys, this is going to be the hot spot of Indiana. And I'll tell you one thing. Um, that actually reminds me something a little bit Star Wars related. So I don't know about well, we you. We are a Star Wars podcast. But, <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, but I don't know about you, but I have not seen, and I know this is blasphemy, I have not seen the Ewok Adventures, and what would be better? I haven't seen it. Than to pound, than to pound, there's two of them. What would be better? There's two. Than to drink, just to drink, uh, have a you know a shit ton of drinks and watch these Ewok Adventures, a uh, little sauced up and and primed up and ready to go. That sounds like a good time to me, because every time I see that, oh, that on Disney like Plus, I'm like, time. no, I'm literally waiting for you to watch that to watch that whole thing and then eventually i'd like to get around to willow but mostly caravan of courage and the ewok adventures no um it's as soon as i mean the biggest thing right now that's my hang up is just making sure luna's set because you know there's a lot of work we're doing with her but every week it's getting better so i mean once i'm vaccinated and by that point luna should be in a much better spot i'm i'm hoping to do more like I've done little things I've, again I'm not trying to you know I am not vaccinated yet I know a lot of people who are so I've been you know trying to plan things around it but um I don't know and I'm also just like trying to think of a lot of like outdoor events like my my sister and brother-in-law had this nice deck that they built on the back of their place um we've been talking about doing like a movie night with a projector in the back like once the weather starts getting a little warmer we're gonna start doing that stuff and i mean it's funny you talk about seasonal depression and you just think like well you know what what can it is it really that big of a deal and then like you get that first day of sun and you feel like you're supercharged you're just like i can take on the world i'm being the sun is out i'm not in a jacket so um we're, we've all got super cabin fever but i'll tell you what else i have super cabin fever for is talking about star wars because it's been a minute, so I'm, I'm ready. Let's dig in. Okay, so we have, as part of our Star Wars news, we have a couple of things. You know, me and Sam haven't been around for a little bit. It's been kind of a second. We've both been busy, as you just heard, for the first uh, eight minutes of this episode. And there's a couple of really interesting announcements, one of which is, and I did not send this to you, Sam, so you're going in blind eye on this is Ronin, an original star or original novel inspired by Star Wars Visions announced. Now for those of you that don't remember Star Wars Visions, these are going to be the animated shorts um, and I believe they are more based around anime, correct? I might be wrong about that, that but is, I thought it was... That is my expectation for it. Yeah. So, okay, Kathleen Kennedy says... Um, Star Wars Visions will be a series of animated short films celebrating the galaxy through the lens of the world's best anime creators. This anthology collection will bring 10 fantastic visions of several of the leading Japanese anime studios offering a fresh and diverse cultural perspective. Um, so Ronin uh, will bring all new creative takes on Star Wars from the world's best anime creators. And this is going to be a book. Um... Ronin will be by Emma Maiko, Maiko, Candon. I'm really bad at reading that, but 
you know, I'm assuming that this is going to be... If it's a book, it has to be about a character from Visions, or it is a um, manga. I don't, I don't know, but I'm, I'm very excited for this whole Visions experience in the first place. I think me and you have talked for a long time about how much we really love that, like, Facebook famous Star Wars anime, um, if anime video, and then like Galaxy Galaxies of Adventure, and how good we love that like kind of kinda anime style. And while I'm not the biggest fan of anime, I do get into Attack on Titan and My Hero Academia. Um, I am very excited because I always thought that Star Wars just looks so gorgeous in anime. Sam, what are your thoughts about a about visions, Ronin. Ronin clearly sounds like it's probably based around a Jedi because it's called Ronin. Um, it just seems kind of makes sense. But what are your thoughts, man? Uh, now, c- c- clarify something for me. This is a novel or this is a graphic novel? This is. This is. It says right now. It says a book, quite unlike anything you've seen before coming October 12th an original novel inspired by one of those animated tales so it does not say graphic novel okay I just uh, wanted oh, to clarify oh oh sorry sorry the, sorry the, um... no I'm wrong I'm wrong this is I needed to read this more your guys at Sith Talk we don't always get everything right the first time but when we get it right we get it right Star Wars book says <laughs> just be clear right. this is not a novel yeah right says this is not a novelization this is an original novel and to tell it we are so thrilled to have vibrant new voice emma candon joining okay so it might be a graphic novel it might be a book it says this is not a novelization this is an original novel okay so a novel is a book so jesus christ um yeah original book sam thoughts (laughs) fuck Uh, okay well uh, the thing is i feel like not that it can't be i i thought i didn't know what the visual aspect is because i feel like you know when we we think of traditional you know not i know that you know anime and manga come from other countries predominantly japan um but it's usually such a strong visual style that really is what kind of is the defining feature of it and so when you said novel i was like okay is this just a a book or is this actually um like a manga because i know that they have made uh and i should buy it really they made a manga of a few star wars things the one i really want to buy is um is uh lost stars I, my brain is farting today it's the novel by thank you lost stars i can't want to say crossing stars i'm like that's not it they made the manga of a uh, lot or uh, lost stars and i really wanted that i'm excited i think right now it, the one thing that's hard with me in novels right now is my work has really shifted and i haven't had the ease of accessibilities to books like i used to um so i know that's like that's just a me thing so like i haven't even gotten to really dig into the new um uh uh alphabet squadron book at all and that's me so uh that that's just a personal problem that i'm having because i need to actually set some time up aside to listen to it i'm super excited for this but really the one thing I was thinking about the other day that I hope this is kind of similar to is, you know, we always talk about how great the um, Dave Filoni um, Clone Wars series is, but I still think back to the old, the previous animated Clone Wars series, the 2D one. And that one, you know, 
it, it was so interesting because it was almost it, it bridged the line between um both both like entertainment and art because there were so many moments of that series that were just visual and auditory and it was such a cool visual experience um and I kind of hope that we get something similar to that with um, visions, but again, that that is a a, a visual aspect, not necessarily just storyline. So I'm I'm very excited for um, this because I think visions is probably low key one of the things I'm most excited for in the future of the the High Republic content. This is much more right. in the the Sam lane of you know the the anime and the manga. Um, where where for you you know you, you think about the High Republic and the the more fantasy side of it that's definitely more like your jam your speed now we're, we're kind of talking more my speed so <coughs> excuse me i i am excited but i need to start seeing some some visual clips to really get my juices flowing on this right and i mean like for me i can't listen to so i mean like i burn through podcasts books i mean i'm just dying for another Star Wars book. Now, Sam, would you like to ask me if I've started the New Alphabet Squadron book? Have you started the New Alphabet Squadron book? No, and I'm not going to. That being said, as much as I want a new Star Wars book, (laughs) I gave up on those series (laughs) after the second book. It's garbage. It's trash. I hate it. I'm sorry, Drew. I'm sorry, Sam. I'm not listening to the third book unless you guys really convince me, but I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I don't care how bored I am. Joe Rogan has enough for me to listen to. Wow. All right. Well, now you have to make me listen to it just to defend it, because I think you've 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 slandered a series that does not deserve your hate. But that's fine. Um, <laughs> we will we will leave we will we will just bury that where it is and won't give it the time of day. Um, uh, all right. So next right, in the well, news is. Star Wars The Acolyte did not impact or alter storytelling points for the High Republic. According to Kevin Scott, one of the architects of the High Republic publishing initiative, while it is taking place at the end of the High Republic era, the the upcoming Disney Plus streaming series The Acolyte did not impact or alter the storytelling plans for the High Republic series, books, and comics. In a recent interview he said when he was asked about the acolyte impacting or altering their story plans he says no because i think we predated that because we've been working on this for a good number of years now so what happened was people were getting excited about the high republic as we were creating it which was great to see and there have been all these other plans as well but the great thing that star wars is so good at is taking the things is taking the things been worked on over here this thing's been worked on over there so let's bring it together when the acolyte was announced in december it described as taking place at the end of the high republic though there were tangible connections as there always has to be in star wars properties that makes sense the overall plans for the books and comics has been set out by the collective writers including scott justina ireland claudia gray uh, Daniel Jose Older and Charles Soule. He says, I mean, the High Republic as an era goes on for an awful long time because, you know, it's the period of time before the fall of the Jedi. And so it's really been exciting to see these sort of threads of Star Wars coming in as they've been developed as well and see us work together 
to get all those final points. But yeah, it's going to be exciting, isn't it? Sam, what are your thoughts about Lucasfilm kind of making the acolyte or like kind of doing it after, not altering for their film universe, kind of letting the High Republic still be developed by the writers while also allowing a little bit more room to breathe? Thoughts? I think it's a good thing. I mean, as I'm sure they're going to make sure that no continuity clashes. You'd hope. Um, but I feel like if they had a clear story idea and then they said, hey, we're going to do this thing, let's make a big change. You know, I if they have a very strong idea of what they'd like to do with this story for Acolyte um, and that they, they don't feel like they have to shoehorn it in i I actually kind of appreciate that because i feel like you know sometimes it's this fine balance of oh and everything in star wars is connected you know of course no it's more of like a well there's it makes the universe feel very small when all of a sudden you know one character pops up here and there and i could get why for some people that might rub them wrong flip side you feel very rewarded when you see a character somewhere else and you know that they're important I feel like this is this speaks to the story though, because if they were working on this for a while, and then High Republic came out, or came about, and they they still felt strong enough about the message of what this story is about that they're like, no, this can stand on its own. I don't want to tamper with it. I think that's actually kind of a good thing because that really shows that they they believe in it, that they feel like it can, it can stand on its own. So I'm. I think it's interesting and I'm excited almost a little more for it because it's going to be something that not not that what has been done so far in the High Republic isn't interesting but I, I guess it means that this must be good because they should if it didn't tie in well enough and they didn't want to tie it like say hey this happens during this time even though it doesn't connect in that means that it wasn't good enough to stand on its own so I think that's exciting. Yeah, I, I definitely think that, well, one, I have to, you know, give Kathleen Kennedy and whoever is running this kind of High Republic TV show mashup, which is, you know, presumably her, is not like kind of saying, okay, great writers, glad you came in here, you did your little thing, your books are coming in, that's great, but guess what? Um we're going to use this to brand the TV show. So we're going to need you to like kind of change this, this and this, this and this to kind of fit our show and your guys's books will, you know, you can't really counter, you know, interfere with that. They're not doing that, which means they're learning their lessons um, better than last time um, by letting everybody kind of have a little piece of the story. And, you know, Kevin Scott is right when it comes to the scope of the high Republic that it's, it's a big broading thing and while I think the Nile are a are the main villains of this timeline or at least the certain stories we're getting now it is a very broad timeline one that I would argue you know I don't think we've had strict rules on the High Republic and I forget um, one of the closest timelines but I think one of the stuff that's coming out in the last year that it's like a hundred set a hundred years before the battle of Yavin, like 150 years before the battle of Yavin. That's very, or not that it's like 60 years before. I mean, it's like very, very close to Phantom Menace timeline. Um, so that being said, I, I really think that the, the high Republic 
really kind of ends almost as the Phantom Menace begins, which makes sense. And as far as the premise of the show, I mean, the High Republic's been pretty popular so far with people. And I don't think it hurts the Acolyte to brand it as in the whining days of the High Republic. I think that's great. Um, but at the same time, I, I really think this show is going to be about, or I'm hoping it's going to be about the Sith Lords, the Acolyte, um, Dark Side. And I'm, I think whenever I talk about the High Republic, I love the story that I've been given, and I don't want it to be any different. But I can't help wondering that there's so much things in the background that we don't know. Like, in the High Republic story right now, the Jedi are dealing with the Nihil and their other conflicts. But somewhere out there, there's a secret Sith Lord that the Jedi have no idea about that's just, like, passing on these um, years and history of teachings. And that's so fascinating to me. And, you know... I, I don't know where the Acolyte's going, but I'm telling you, my mind goes there all the time when I'm li listening to the High Republic books, and I'm so excited to kind of get that answered, especially in the world that the High Republic created, because you you can't lie. Well, I think this Acolyte is going to be a very Sith-focused thing, it would be pretty awesome to see Starlight Beacon in live action. Oh, absolutely it would. There, there's a lot I want to see. For, I, I feel like you, you create such a rich you know, background. I definitely want to see more of it. So, I don't know. It's so much of this stuff. I, I, not that I can't imagine it, but I don't want to imagine it too hard because I don't want to like set my mind on something. And then what they give me is very, very, very different. So, um, you know, I think that's that's probably the biggest challenge for me now is like I do think about this stuff but it's like I almost like it's hard like I don't want to think about it too too much because then it's like by the time I finally get it is it going to match my expectations so I don't know there's it's exciting to be excited about the unknown and that's what's really cool about the High Republic is like really it's fair game like anything can really happen in this time within reason yeah it, it definitely and I, I mean like as much as I kind of knock alphabet squadron and stuff i'd really like to see some starfighters in the high republic fight in the nihil because the nihil are so batshit viking crazy like i'd really love to see what a republic starfighter does against space vikings yeah and especially the way that they describe how they you know they'll they'll do their hyperspace jumps and how they bend hyperspace like that is that sounds like such a visually powerful thing like i want to see how that works so definitely there's there's a big big part of me that is that is hungry to see some visual aspect like again i i know there are some people that i i'm not trying to knock novelizations like i'm not saying that novels are an inferior um storytelling medium and i feel like everything i've said tonight has implied that it's just that i know for me my my job is based off of visual stuff i work in photography and videography my whole gig is about vi you know seeing the image or or imagining it not imagining it bringing it to life so for me yeah that's kind of my, my number one thing it's like this is a cool concept you're describing i'd like to see it now but I think there's a lot of people not hating book people. Please don't hate me. Please don't at Sam. So, with the next news, don't uh, at me. I was gonna get in. 
<laughs> I was going to get into new aerial photos revealed uh, from the UK set of uh, Star Wars Andor. And I, I was going to talk about them, but if for those of you guys interested, I'm not going to explain because there's really not that much going I mean, there's so much you can depict um, from the photos and you could decide for yourself what you think. But really, when it comes to these set photos, it's like, cool, it's a, it's a set. It kind of looks like kind of looks like Naboo, kind of looks like Tatooine, there's stormtroopers there, that's great, that's good. So if you guys want to check out these set photos and kind of speculate for yourself or, you know, kind of get your first look at Andor, which, you know, is kind of starting to get exciting when it comes to hearing about it. At first, I didn't really think we needed this, even though Cassian was the standout of Rogue One to me. Um, it's definitely getting interesting and it's getting made, which is fun so check out those uh, photos at starwarsnewsnet.com they have the set photos and you can kind of depict for yourself so I'm just gonna go straight into it the biggest news of this week was Obi-Wan cast reveal with Owen and Baru, and Baru returning filming starts in not August, not July, not June, not May, but April, Sam. We are getting so freaking close to the Obi-Wan actually filming, dude. It's actually a possibility. At this point, I'm just waiting. We just got the cast and everything announced, but I'm just waiting for something to delay this damn thing again because we've been like, it's going to happen, and then it's not happening, and they're going to do a movie before Solo. It's like, we have been waiting so long. This this TV series show um, that was supposed to be a movie rumored, whatever, it's about as like on and off as The Rock playing Black Adam, and he's been talking about playing Black Adam for like 10 years, so... It's happening, Sam. First of all, what are your thoughts? Shooting April. When is it going to be released? Are you excited? I know you already are. Get into it, my brother. Okay. Okay, I'm going to take a deep breath here. There's a lot of buildup to this, and it's almost scary that it is real because this is a bit of that like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say the sentence. Be careful what you wish for because I no. I want this so badly. It's just now it's like, it's that difference of taking the fantasy to reality and going, okay, what's this like in the real space? You know, Oh, here it is. Like, what do I, what not, what do I do with this? But it's, it's hard. Cause like with, with everything that has come out since, um, all the new stuff I'm talking, I'm talking Mandalorian. Um, even the new and this God, everyone's gonna hate me this episode. Even the sequels, like you had new characters. We're bringing a heavy hitter into the table. This is this is a big one. This is a lot. Like this is more than the solo movie. Yes, Han Solo is an iconic character, but it wasn't Harrison Ford coming back to do it. This is Obi Wan Kenobi played by Ewan McGregor, and it's new. Like this has a lot to live up to and that is both exciting and scary 
And I think that's 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 what I'm feeling right now. Is I'm I'm looking at this list and I'm like, okay, these are the actual people. This is no longer just a fan film where you say, what if? Oh, what if they did that? Like, I'm looking at the pictures right now of who they've got. Like, it's 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 real. It's happening. It's coming, and it's crazy because you know you ask how soon is this coming out? It's like the thing I want to say is when it's right, when it's ready, because there has been. Like you just said, so much waiting for this. This was so close to happening as a movie um, after Solo. And then like that whole thing happened. Um, it's, I think that's, that's, that's more where my mental state is right now is I am at a, a, a cautious excitement. More, more state, like, you know, like, you're a performer. You know this. I used to do... Oh, I was a high school theater kid, so clearly I am a performer. Ha ha ha. Um, that, that, th- that moment before you step out on stage where you ask yourself, like, do I remember my lines to the song? Do I remember how the notes go? Like, you have all that doubt before you step on. Like, that's the vibe I have with this show right now. It's, it's, it's me going, oh, we're so close. Am I ready? Um... And, and that's me being as just as a fan. I can't imagine what it's like being on set. So that that's the weird mental space I'm in right now. Is I'm I am geeked beyond geeked that this is actually going to happen and that this is the actual cast list and like they're gonna film next next month next month and it's real. Like I, that's that's where I'm at right now. Is it's, it's this crazy thrill and fear colliding because you like not that you don't want to be disappointed but like we have been hyping this so much in our minds that i'm scared to see the actual thing right and i i think for me as far as the hype goes the weird thing about obi-wan is you know at, at least for me i think everybody that talks about obi-wan kind of mentions you know this grounded story about a man who's lost everyone and everything and how he kind of deals with it the Hayden Christensen casting really kind of elevated the epicness of like oh shit Ewan and Vader going at it what are the are there going to be flashbacks but as far as like story expectation I think I think everybody's kind of just wanting this you know this lone samurai out in the desert and the aftermath of his friend, you know, becoming the dark Lord of the Sith and everybody he loves is, or is known as dead. And he's watching this boy and what does this leave him? You know, I I think those are very clear as far as fans expectations, you throw in Vader, people start to veer a little bit, but the general premise is, People are wanting like a a Logan meets Star Wars style thing. Just a very old samurai western about a man who's lost everything. And I, I, I think that, you know, you have Deborah Chow directing the entire thing. Um, I'm not too worried about expectations um, with this one. And I'm not really going in with much either. Um, I, there's things I would like to see, but I don't really have much expectations except that I think this is the most anticipated Star Wars um, thing that for me probably in a very long time I mean I, I've never let the Obi-Wan thing go um, 
and I, I could I can honestly tell you I probably wanted this more than even a sequel series back in the day. You know, we've been talking about the Obi-Wan for a long time, and for me, this is a big deal. I'm more excited for this than I am Taika's uh, Star Wars, which I'm excited for that. I'm more excited for this than the Acolyte, which I'm super excited for that. This is my most anticipated Star Wars thing, and it's shooting in two weeks, hopefully. You know, we were supposed to get this, I think, February last year. We were talking about this before all the COVID stuff kind of came in, and it's, it's definitely wild. But, Sam, I know that you are while you tend to do things visually and your brain works visually, you see almost zero movies at all. Do you know any of these actors? Do you have anything to offer about the casting? If so, what's your thoughts? And before you say something about the casting, I already know what cast member you're going to say something about. Um, and I got five bucks on it that it's Sung Kang. No, it, it wasn't. Um, although, okay, maybe it was. <laughs> yeah, I, I know him definitely. Um, no, I. Yeah, yeah, I don't watch a lot of movies. Um, it's, it's just so interesting, because I, I don't know. I, I need to watch more movies. Um, but I'm. It's an interesting cast. I'm definitely excited that they got Joel Edgerton back. Like, that's super cool. Like, I definitely feel like that was almost no-brainer territory. Um, so, um, yeah, I, I'm not, I'm, I, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put my foot in my mouth, so I'm not going to say anything. Um, it's an interesting cast. I, I'm excited to see w- what it brings, and um, I, I, I don't want to sound stupid, so I'm not going to say anything in this capacity talking about actors and what they've done, because trust me, I'm just going to embarrass myself. Zach, why don't you say something? Because I know you're a movie man, and I'm sure you have an opinion about every single one of these people. You know, I do have opinions about most of them. Um, now, Moses Ingram, I'm sure I've seen some of her work before. I have not watched Queen's Gambit yet, but I will say... This cast is phenomenal, man. I mean, they really stepped up for the cast. Joel Edgerton. If you haven't seen Tom Hardy and Joel Edgerton's Warrior, that film, he's such a good actor. And he can play with multiple emotions, and you can see it in his eyes. Um, So the fact that he's, you know, again, a guy that just got handed a kid from a space wizard, and his, you know, stepbrother is the ruler of the universe or one of them he's really good at playing tormented i've seen it before and 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 it's phenomenal as far as camille nagiani he is on fire with his career he's about to do eternals he is a comedian he got freaking jacked for the eternals like if you look up this guy what he used to be uh before the eternals it is insane what he did um Indira Varma she was terrifying in Game of Thrones and I think it's really funny that she plays um, Pedro Pascal's wife or lover in Game of Thrones depending on how you interpret that and now she's in Star Wars I don't think Asajj Ventress will have a story well this is definitely not Asajj Ventress because she died right 
Oh, am I forgetting? She is going to be awesome. Rupert Friend, I don't know much about, so I'm not going to say much. I like his mustache in the picture. It's a very nice uh, little goatee thing. O'Shea Jackson is going to be one badass mofo in this show. Like, I love O'Shea Jackson. And, you know, he's got big shoes to fill because his father is Ice Cube. But I've seen him in a lot of different movies. And, you know, you you, you even go with uh, the NWA um, straight out of Compton. He was playing his dad, but he did a phenomenal job as an actor. And I've seen him in, you know, other comedies and stuff like that and action movies. He's got more to offer than just being Ice Cube's dad or uh, son. Sun Kang. Now, let me tell you a little thing about Sun Kang. When Tokyo Drift came out, I was obsessed with that movie. I watched that movie at least once a week. I wanted a RX-7. I even wore jackets because Han always wore zip-up jackets all the time. So at school, I'd have like this open jacket and eat Cheetos because I thought it looked so cool like Han. And I'm telling you right now, I will bet any of you out there that his opening is he's going to be drifting in a land speeder and Tatooine and he's going to say, get in, and Obi-Wan's going to hop in and they're going to start drifting. Boy, if they don't so, do that. <laughs> dude, if they don't do that, come on. How can you not do that? I owe you a 10-second speeder, bro. <laughs> oh, I need it. No, but overall, this cast looks good. I do kind of want to, since we're getting into like filming and everything that's going on, I wanted to ask you, because you do know this cast member, do you think Hayden Christensen will have any flashback roles as Anakin or will it be all Vader? If, if that can be in the capacity of burnt skin, helmet on, do you think there'll be flashbacks of Anakin Skywalker? What do you think Hayden's role as an actor himself will be for the Obi-Wan series? I mean, personally, the fact that they've gone to this much trouble to say hey, we got Hayden, I really want to see maybe not even flashback, maybe just vision. I The one thing Obi-Wan is supposed to be diving into is his understanding of, you know, you know, reaching into the beyond, basically, you know, because it's, it's made so clear that he's talking to Qui-Gon through the Force. And Anakin... Uh, desperately wants to obviously connect to people that he's lost to the, to the cosmic force too. Um, I could very much see kind of a world between worlds vibe of them. I, I, I don't, I don't know if we're going to, well, maybe we will get an Anakin V or Obi-Wan V Vader real life kind of old things. Cause again, the iconic line when I left, when I last met you, I was nothing but the Leno. Now I am the master, like iconic line that makes sense for them to meet up because it would show that he was still a learning Sith. Um, and again, the other classic Obi-Wan line, you know, I once thought as you did, um, he's more machine than man. No, um, 
so yeah they should meet in person flesh to flesh but i do hope that we do get to see some hayden whether that is him through the force talking to obi-wan and it is his 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 conscience and so like you have physical representations of them again whether that is the the burnt flesh version or maybe his mental ideal version like i think a great uh artist representation of him was when in the vader comic you had vader as this almost this spirit and yet you saw him where he was just this floating torso basically um you know with one one uh with like no arms no hands right so um it it would be interesting to see how they do it i want him to have some actual face time because i want hayden to get some redemption more likely than not i could see it just being under the mask but we'll see yeah i think when you say that when you double down as Kathleen Kennedy and you say this is going to be the greatest rematch in Star Wars history, that does not mean through the force some, you know, you, everybody's going to be watching this. And not just the hardcore fans. I mean, this Obi-Wan series is going to stretch across a lot of different fan bases simply because you have the prequel kids. You have the original trilogy guys that are ready to see Vader that maybe didn't like the prequels. This show has a lot to live up to, not really in in my opinion, but it it's gonna be very broad as as you know it's a something with the prequels, something with the original trilogy. I think there's gonna be a lot of eyeballs on it, and I don't think you well one you can do anything as long as there's a great enough script and a good enough director to adapt the script. But I think it would be very weird if they pulled some kind of world between worlds. It feels like an asterisk to the greatest rematch in Star Wars. And that's, you know, what Kathleen Kennedy was presuming. They're not going to fight with their minds through the force like a little mental Doctor Strange battle. I don't think they're going to personally... Obi-Wan, I, to my recollection, has never had knowledge of the world between worlds. If I have to guess, this is a guy who has flashbacks of his best friend slash son slash brother. And he wants to turn it around for him and he wants to bring him back. This is a tormented man. That's, you know, a war hero that's used to being, you know, on the edge of his seat 24-7, whether he made snide remarks about it or not, and he's been stuck in a desert for 10 years dealing with that pain. And I think this is going to be more about him trying to get Anakin back, but regardless of the story or the plot, I think they have to fight face-to-face. I think, you know, it was presumed... Uh, in Revenge of the Sith that that was the last time they had seen each other. It was just assumed, but it was never said. And you have a very good point, Sam. You know, I've always thought about the line um, I once thought as you did. Let me see that story. And I think when you get Hayden Christensen... Here's the thing. You're really being bold and kind of clickbaity um with Star Wars, if you announce Hayden Christensen is coming back and it's more like a cameo role. Right. Now, in this spread, he's literally right next to Ewan McGregor. And I don't think he'll have, like, 
the most scenes in every show. But I think this definitely solidifies to me that we're going to get Anakin. Or we're, I mean, we're going to get Anakin and we're going to get his voice, Hayden's voice. as um, Because you don't just like kind of double, this is doubling down. So with the Flash movie, they announced Michael Keaton's going to be back as Batman. And it was very communicated, like, it's going to be a small cameo thing. He's not a main character of this. But with the Obi-Wan putting Hayden right next to the lead role, this is kind of solidifying that we're probably going to get some more out of Hayden than just, he wore the suit for five seconds so that we could post an article about it. Yeah, I... Again, like just like you said, if you're going to go this far, you're going to put Hayden's second billing on this list. You can't not like give us what we want in that sense. Like again, if you like you just said, if you sell it a certain way like, "Hey, it's only going to be this." Fine, we get it, but like this is being sold as he's back. So, you know, we'll see, but I'm I'm going to remain cautiously excited again like i said it this is so much of a it almost is too good to be true so i'm like nervous about it yeah and for anybody kind of like still wondering you know why is liam neeson not not in this why did we not see his face on on the casting um because liam neeson one i'm not the more I'm hearing about this, I, I think you have to have Qui-Gon. At the very least, you have to have his voice. Um, you, At the very least, you have to have Qui-Gon's voice in the background. And while you can get a voice actor, I would prefer Qui-Gon be in the story um, and just have his voice by a really good voice actor. Um, you can still have him without Liam Neeson. Now, that being said, Liam Neeson did come back and do some work for the Clone Wars, which means he's got a good relationship with Star Wars. He did show up at Star Wars Celebration live on video camera, um, you know, around the time that, you know, kind of the, the Last Jedi was coming out and there was whispers of Solo. Maybe he was, you know, he was trying to get back into the good graces of, Star Wars so that you could come back for the rumored Obi-Wan movie that was going to be announced before Solo. But the biggest point about the Liam Neeson returning is, and why it may not have been announced, being that it's kind of, to me, Qui-Gon being a part of this is an integral thing, and I think he would come back as an actor. I really do. Why it's not announced is because one... The casual fan base that has seen the prequels that hears Qui-Gon's coming back. What? What? Does everybody just come back? I see every superhero show. Everybody comes back. He's just back? They don't understand or know the things that we know, like Force Ghost or Qui-Gon's been communing with Obi-Wan for the last 10 years or whatever. They don't know that. Also... This is going to be the best kept secret outside of, you know, Hayden Christensen is a marketing thing. He's coming back. That's a big slogan you don't, you don't, you know, you don't not post. But Liam Neeson coming back as Qui-Gon, albeit if, if I were to guess he's in that, he's in one episode, no more than five minutes, if, if I were to guess. 
that's something you hold tight. That's a Luke Skywalker at the end of Mandalorian moment. What do you think about my thoughts on, on Liam Neeson? What are the odds of it? What do you think about him? Do you think Qui-Gon's role is integral to this story? Um, Liam Neeson, Qui-Gon, thoughts, Sam? I mean, it could technically be done without him. I just feel like it'd be a missed opportunity. I think you pretty much said it. You, you gotta keep some you know, aces up your sleeve. I think he is the perfect example of something you don't announce. Like you said, he's not going to be a main character. It's going to be a big moment. I think another big one that you're not going to announce is if we have a little Luke running around. You're not going to announce that. That's going to be a surprise. Like, because you, you don't know if you're going to get it or not. So I'm, I would not be, I would not be upset if I didn't get it. But I feel like they would definitely be missing out on a big opportunity since that's literally the last place we leave Obi-Wan is, hey, you're going to learn how to talk to Obi-Wan. Take this kid. That's where we leave him. So it's like, if you need to get a starting point for Obi-Wan, that's it. Like, okay, this is what's Obi-Wan been up to? Watching this kid trying to learn how to talk to Qui-Gon. Like, that's, that's all we've been given for what um, Obi-Wan officially does between 3 and 4. Like everything else, yes, we the amazing Obi-Wan book, that uh, the Kenobi book that was out there that was really, really good. There are other mediums where they say things that he does, uh, his, his appearance in the Rebels series. Um, but as far as beyond that, his day-to-day -day life, that's all we think that he's doing is trying to meditate and learn how to talk to Qui-Gon. So if you don't touch on that, it feels like you're you're kind of missing out. So I would be surprised if he didn't appear, but maybe I'll be proven wrong. Yeah, um, I'm, I, I just, while you were talking, I happened to scroll. Uh, this is a really good point. Uh, I was scrolling into the comments of the article by Star Wars Newsnet. And somebody said something that's, you know, probably being a little bit of a smartass, but it's actually true. Somebody, uh, Maxim Perry says, can't wait to see Hayden act with dialogue that isn't written by George Lucas. That's a really good point that I didn't even think about. Like, I'm actually very excited to see Hayden act with a script that's a little bit more fluent for actors. And I think that's that's a lot of fun. As, as far as the Luke stuff and, and to kind of wrap up this episode, um... I never everybody's talking about where's Luke where's Luke I don't think Luke I think he's the heart of this story in Obi-Wan's eyes but I don't I don't really like aside from a couple little side shots of, of maybe Obi-Wan wanting to go see the boy and and Owen fighting Obi-Wan back I don't I don't think we're gonna see much of Luke rather other than like maybe two seconds of dialogue and him in the background I mean he's 10 years old he has nothing to offer the story at this point. I mean, aside from like minor, minor things, like maybe Obi-Wan goes to visit him, sees he looks like he's a lot like his dad and wants to go get his dad back. But I don't think Luke is the, I think he's the reason he's there, but I don't think him as a, I think he is an integral part of these, this Kenobi story, but not him physically, if you know what I mean. Yeah. No, I again. So, I think he'll be there, but not the main focus. But we agree. Absolutely, and you know, to kind of close this, I'm super excited for Obi Wan, and I just got to really thinking about it. 
Outsider Rebels, this is like the first live action thing that's going to intertwine the prequels and the original trilogy. And that's that's very, very exciting to see what this middle road, you know, 10 years after Revenge of the Sith really does look like. And I really just kind of thought about that today. I was like, oh, that's interesting that we're finally going to get a show that's like in between these two different flavors that people have been, you know, fighting over, talking about loving more than one or the other for a long time. I'm very excited. All right, guys, that will do it for this episode of Sith Talk. Where can you find Sith Talk? Well, that's easy. You can find Sith Talk under the Clashing Sabers Podcast Network. Um, If you would like to support Clashing Sabers and Sith Talk, we have a Patreon that you can take a look at and become a patron if you so please. If you do not have the funds to become a patron, um, you know, following the pages that we have is a really good support system. Checking out the Clashing Sabers Facebook group, we have a really good group of interactive people that love to talk about Star Wars in a positive man- manner. Um, and really just conversations are always going with that. Um, so yeah, follow us on Instagram under Clashing Sabers and follow us on Sith Talk on Instagram, which is Sith Talk. And that's where you can find you can find me uh, personally at Sith Talker 25 talking all things comics, Star Wars, working out. I'm doing a new workout upper lower split. So I'll be posting more about that. Aside from my, um, I've been doing 15 weeks of the power building, so you can check out me at SidTalker25. Sam, where can they find you? Well, because I haven't done anything with my life because of COVID, I haven't posted anything on my personal account. You can go follow them if you want, but there ain't posting nothing there. What you can go follow, though, is go type in Great Lakes Sim Racing. That is GLSR. Um, that's the racing league I helped run recently. I've had to take a step away because of Luna. She's getting a lot better. Soon I'll be back to racing every Wednesday. Uh, that is at 8 o'clock. Uh, no, 9 o'clock Eastern Time. Every Wednesday at Captain TV iRacing. So if you want to watch some awesome racing Wednesday nights, that's where you'll find me. Uh, probably here in the next month. I'm actually going to start doing more Twitch streaming. Hoping to. Um, that's that's a goal. I'm going to do more racing. Maybe other games I play. I don't know. I hear you in the background. You're going, play Knights of the Old Republic. Play Knights of the Old Republic. I hear you. I don't know if I'm going to do it. Maybe. <laughs> but you can at least watch me race Wednesday nights. Captain TV iRacing. Again, go follow Great Lakes Sim Racing on Instagram. Because that's all I do with my life. Other than take care of my dog. So. Without further ado, may the Force be with you. Always. Man, stinking COVID always keeping Sam busy? What the hell? Hey, looks like you're done talking Sith. Who? Oh, Sion, the bartender. Yeah, he's gone down a couple levels. You're gonna venture down there? Well, there's a few things you should know before you go. Sith Talk, all the Clashing Sabers Network, they ain't associated with Disney, Lucasfilm, or any of their subsidiaries. All these licensed sounds and whatnot all belong to whoever the hell they belong to. We just use them here for entertainment and educational purposes. Look, if you're unsure about something or have questions about what's what, 
Email us at clashingsabersnetwork at gmail.com. And hey, on your way out, make sure you leave us a rating and review. Word of mouth is how people find out about this place. Now, get out of the way. I got paying customers to get you. Jedi business. Go back to your drinks.